Have you ever felt like you didn't fit? Have you ever longed for something drastically different, something new? We'll meet a girl looking for that very same thing. Let's get into it. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. <laughs> yes, and that includes sound effects. We do this by using true life stories of real people. I'm Timothy Gregory. Our story today does feature some mature content, so parents should be aware of that before letting the kids listen. You know, it can be such a struggle to see yourself in one way while the world sees you in another, never feeling like you fit in or belong. The woman in our story sought to counteract her brokenness by becoming someone she was never designed to be. We'll find out more about this on today's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. There is a real darkness in the world. It wants to take our hearts and twist them into something dark and distorted. It takes our longings, the ones that want to see ourselves as fitting in, and uses them against us. Our story today features a girl seeking a way to belong and finds herself down a dark, lonely, and destructive path. Also, you'll want to stick around because later we're going to give the rest of you an opportunity to enter yet another sweepstakes drawing for a prize. No, it's not a cash prize, but it is a prize, and I think it's a prize that you are really going to like if we draw your name. But first, let's get to it, folks. Based on her book, Transgender to Transformed, we bring you part one of the true story of Laura Perry. <laughs> Turn that off, please. Hello? Oh, hi, Mary. Did you make it back? Just one second. Laura, can you take it in your room or shut it off? I'm playing. Really? Oh, Mary, how long of a drive was it? Uh, Laura, I said take it to your room. And I said I'm playing. Mary, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to call you back. Did you see what I had to do? What? I didn't get to talk because you didn't obey. I couldn't even hear Mary. Call her later. Laura. I was already playing in here. How can you be so inconsiderate? You're inconsiderate, Mom. I'm going to go right back with Dad. Oh, you do that. Then you can talk to Mary however long you want. Oh, dear Lord, help me. This is Unshackled, dramatizing true life stories produced in Chicago by Pacific Garden Mission. Chicago is beloved for its lakefront natural beauty, wealth of culture, and warm Midwestern spirit. But it remains a city with an enormous homeless population. Pacific Garden Mission has been serving these homeless since 1877, making us one of the oldest continuously operating rescue missions in the country. Every day, hundreds of men, women, and children of all ages and backgrounds seek help, shelter, food, and hope. Through generous donations from people like you, we are able to serve people in need, providing nourishing meals, fresh clothing, and a safe place to sleep. This gives us an opportunity to introduce people to the love of God and the hope we have in Him. 
which is what this program celebrates. Now for broadcast around the earth. Here is episode number 3705 in the series, Unshackled, the program that makes you face yourself and think. The woman in our story sought to counteract her brokenness by becoming someone she was never designed to be. Based on her book, Transgender to Transformed, we bring you part one of the true story of Laura Perry, right now on Unshackled. As the third child, I was welcomed into the world far later than my older sister and brother. And to be frank, I was the reason our coffee table became a collection of books on raising strong-willed children. The other two had been so quiet and compliant that a rambunctious and enthusiastic child like me running around left them exhausted. I watched the loving interactions between my mother and brother, and I wished I had been a boy. Wished I had been just like him. The way it was, I was stubborn, wild, and didn't have many quiet, loving moments with Mom. Hey there, my little angel. Mom said you're having trouble making your bed. No, I'm not. Well, fitted sheets can be pretty tricky. I don't need help. Are you sure, Laura? Let me just... Uh... I can do it! Okay, here. What are you doing? Hey, hey, we just need to put that corner over here. Stop it! Right, now try. It'll be much easier. How could you? I was just trying to help. Get out! It was said I'd argue with the fence post, which was about right. I was strong-willed and always thought I could figure things out for myself. Dad would spend time doing activities with me, but Mom was exhausting herself trying to do so many good works at church. Going 100 miles an hour in 20 different directions, her super mom cape freshly ironed, trailing behind her. It seemed like I missed her, even when she was right there. I was eight the summer I went over to my friend's house to play, and her nine-year-old brother pulled me into the bathroom. I didn't know what was going on, but he molested me. The next day, I returned to his house and asked if he wanted to play again and was shocked when he refused. He was afraid we'd get caught, and besides, he said, That's how babies are made, and I don't want you to get pregnant! So I understood a little more of what was going on when I sat with an older boy at a soccer game. I'm bored of this, are you? But your brother's playing. It's still boring. Wanna go for a walk? Come on, see those trees? It'd be fun to take a walk through there. All right. It's hot out there, huh? Yeah. Here, have some water. You okay? Huh? So that kid you're playing with, is that Owen or Miles? I don't know. You've been playing with him and didn't ask? I'm pretty sure it's Owen. Okay, Dad? Those brothers look so much alike, I can't tell them apart. What does it matter, anyway? Okay, well, what's the matter? Nothing. All right, well, when you figure it out, you can come tell me. After what we'd done in the woods, I was so afraid that Dad would smell boy's breath on me. 
For the first time in my life, I couldn't tell my dad how I felt. Perhaps it was the guilt of that incident that began to drive a wedge between us. I felt dirty. My experiences with boys seemed to support my perception that they were the sex that held some kind of power and got to use and discard females as they saw fit, which included me. I was trying so hard to fit in with the girls from school, I jumped on every invite to join in, even when it meant odd things I never even heard of doing before. What are we waiting for? Get out the board! It's under the couch! Got it! What is that? Please tell me you haven't made it to 14 without having played with a Ouija board. Girl, you haven't lived yet! Well, teach me! Laura, prepare to have your mind blown and spirit lifted, or maybe even your body. <laughs> what? We've done it before. Sounds awesome. At the home of another 8th grade girl who went to my church, one would have thought it'd be a safe environment. But it was there I began my descent down an even darker road. What seemed like innocent fun exposed and opened up my life to dark spiritual forces. In addition to the Ouija board, we attempted to perform spells. That night, I believe real demons came into my life. Their presence would become extremely evident over the next few years. They would stay with me. In a way, like the ever-present encircling vultures my parents had turned into. Here she is. Sit down, Laura. We need to talk. No thanks. I'm not asking. Fine. What is this, another life intervention? Laura, please. We're worried about you. You don't need to be. You've deserted your Christian friends. And are running with a rough crowd. They're not rough, Mom. They're just not little do-gooders who don't really do good anyway. Oh, that's no way to talk. It's true. Those church kids are posers. I don't like you hanging around this Blake guy. Um, so you're saying I have to break up with my boyfriend? I'm saying you shouldn't be spending time around him in the first place. You can't cage me in. We're not trying to. Yes, you are. You always are. Laura. Stay out of my life. Dad and Mom didn't know the half of it. While I believed there was a God, I determined he was cruel and distant, watching humanity play out its own demise. I even told him that I'd never serve him again. I willfully walked away from my faith, turned from all I had known and been taught all my life, and it felt so empowering. Because if God doesn't have control of your life, then neither does anyone else. As for Blake, he was influencing me. I became a full-fledged addicted smoker and drinker, an 80s rock transformed into death metal and Satan worship. In a twisted way, Rebellion felt good, and it was satisfying to hurt others for a change rather than being the one hurt. But Dad and Mom had their fill. I just don't know what to do with her. <sighs> I know. She screams and rages every time I even try to talk to her, let alone address problems. And wakes up the next morning like nothing's happened. You think she's bipolar? No. I think it's a spiritual battle. And that these friends of hers have got to go. But what can we do? I don't know. Take away her driving privileges and she'll run away. Ground her from seeing her friends and she lies about where she goes. The partying has definitely got to stop. Yeah, 
We're not going to get anywhere with her until it does. Oh, should we send her somewhere to get away from these other kids? Oh, she'll love that. But she'll be forced to find other friends. And maybe they won't be as bad. David's in Alaska. Oklahoma to Alaska? That'll be quite the change. Some dinky little town in the middle of nowhere. Sounds perfect. She's always liked David. You think he'll take her? I'm sure he would. Hmm. Is it fair, though? To ask him to take our teenage daughter we can't rein in while he's got his own family to raise? What if it ruins their family life? I guess the only way we'll know is if we try it. At this point, what does Laura have to lose? My folks didn't even know Blake and I had been toying with the idea of finding a satanic cult. That was until he ditched me for a younger girl who was barely a teenager. Satan began to twist my mind even more. I was done with being hurt by men and thought how wonderful it'd be to have a girlfriend. Wouldn't it be nice to be the guy and have all the power? You could just dump someone and not even care. All this ended up being part of the reason I reacted as I did, feeling like my parents were dumping me too. I'll be in my room. Laura, come in here, please. Oh, another intervention. Come on, we have news. Like that's ever good. I talked to Uncle David. Good for you. Laura. I explained things aren't going well, and he invited you to come live in Alaska with them. What? You're to be on your best behavior. So I'm supposed to just leave everything behind here? We'll pack up whatever you want to take. All right. What? I love Uncle David, and it'd be way better than living here with the two of you. <sighs> Thanks. When do I leave? As soon as we can get you a flight. Let's start packing, Mom. Woohoo! I'm getting out of this place. Folks, we'll get back to Laura's story in just a moment. But first, I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 71st year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link if there's one where you're listening or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org and then click the donate button. Or you can always write a check, Unshackled, we take checks. You mail that check to 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry and now Back to part one of the true story of Laura Perry. This is your captain speaking. Flight attendants, prepare for landing. Oh, look. There's a little Alaskan farm down there. All these endless miles of ice, and there it appears out of nowhere. Let me see. Right over there. <laughs> You're kidding, right? What do you mean? Miss, that's Kotzebue. What? Didn't your uncle tell you? It's not very big. Where am I going? What did I do? 
Years earlier, Uncle David had lived on an island off the southern coast of Alaska where it was breathtakingly beautiful. And for whatever reason, I kept that image in my head, assuming his new place would be somewhat similar. I stared at the frozen tundra, realizing too late. I couldn't have been more wrong. But there I was, stuck. I was anxious, not knowing what I'd think of Uncle David and his family. Laura, over here! Uncle David! <laughs> wow, you were a foot taller from when I last saw you. And you look exactly the same. <laughs> 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 oh, and look at my little cuz. Just as cute as they can be. He was so excited to see you, he ran himself out of energy. Aw, that's the same way I was. I remember. I'm glad I'm here. Me too. Yeah, sometimes we all need a new beginning. There's a saying in Oklahoma, you can take the boy out of the country, but you can't take the country out of the boy. This apparently applies to those living in sin. You can take the girl out of the town in which she's living in sin, but you can't take the sin out of the girl when she moves to another town. It only took me moments to pick out my new best friend after arriving at the high school. She was the one with bad news written all over her. Uncle David saw it, too. And more. Hello? Hey there, sis. David! How are you? How's Laura? Well, things are getting a bit sketchy. How so? Laura's just erratic. Her moods do swing quickly. Well, it's more than that. You know, she acts like a sweet little girl when she's with me. But I know she's feeding her darker side. Oh. Actually, it's what I found under her mattress. What? Uh, drawings of demons. Oh, of all things. And, and when she came out of the shower one day, I went into the bathroom after, and there was one drawn in the steam on the mirror. I hope you got after her. It was weird, sis. Uh, what do you mean? She frowned at me like she had no idea what I was talking about. I was so upset we got into a screaming match. She kept insisting she knew nothing about it. Hadn't done it. She never fessed up? Nope. She stormed down the stairs in a fit of rage, and, and when she passed the cat, it, it fell over dead. What? She didn't even touch it. Was feet from it, and it dropped dead. Oh, my! What can do that, sis? Something very evil, David. Uh, I think it's some kind of demonic presence somehow attached to her. Call a pastor or something. I wouldn't even know who. And 30 miles from the Arctic Circle, there's not a lot of places to reach out to. You can do it. Cast it out. You think? Yes, absolutely. Pray and cast it out in Jesus' name. Laura, are you calm down now? Yes, I'm sorry. Well... I'm sorry I accused you if, if you didn't really draw that demon on the mirror. You believe me now? Listen, Laura, I know there's some kind of evil presence in this house. You do? It's somehow connected to you. Are you sending me home? No. I want to try to pray and, 
and cast it out of you in our home, if that's all right with you. I'm not much interested in God or prayer, but if that's what you want to do, Uncle David, then I'll go along. Uncle David droned on in a simple, earnest prayer while I fixed my mind on asking the demon not to leave me. My thoughts were abruptly interrupted when Uncle David looked up at me with great sadness in his eyes and said, God told me you don't want to let the demon go. I was stunned. How could he know that? The truth was I liked the demon. I could feel it. I didn't know how miserable the demons were making me, but I felt powerful. However, I was constantly depressed and angry. Oddly, I'd never felt alone with it. Uncle David just shrugged and said, Okay. He didn't know what else to do. I left Alaska two months earlier than the six months planned. Instead of going straight home, my parents wanted me to meet them in Montana for a family vacation in Glacier National Park, which was more memorable than it should have been. What is... Hey, this isn't part of the park. It's fine. Let's just check it out. If you get arrested for trespassing, it's that much longer before I see my friends. Just relax. Isn't it so peaceful here? Yeah, until the popo put bracelets on you. Laura, just saying. Wow, look at that lodge. What are all these kids in? You didn't! Calm down. A group home in the backwoods of Montana? Your mother and I can't take you back to the life you had. Please. Please, I'll do anything. Anything! Just don't... No! I'll be good. I'll go to church. I'll sing in the choir if I have to, but don't leave me here! The decision is already made. You're the worst. The most rotten, miserable parents in the entire world. Stop it! Oh, you think you're doing good. But really, you just don't want everyone to know this isn't the little picture-perfect family you want it to be. Laura! If you really want to get me help, and get me to change, then it has to be at home with my family with the help of a therapist, not thousands of miles away from home living with a bunch of strangers. Please, Laura, just give it a chance. Come on! Dad, if you love me, then let me come back. It's my senior year, for crying out loud. I'll be missing everything. Do you know what life would have been like for you if you had missed your entire senior year? Huh? You're going to take that away from me? Get out of the car. No! You'll have to take this rental back with bloody remains because the only way you're getting me out is in pieces. Come on! Get away! Get out! You're embarrassing us. You know what? If it wasn't from gaining those 60 pounds in Alaska, I'd already be running. That's dangerous to even... Don't worry about me. I can't walk a mile, much less run one in my present condition. And that's your fault, too. Well, we're heading in. This place seems really beautiful. See you inside. At the group home, everybody had to build their own bed. Most kids took five to ten days. I, on the other hand, spent six stubborn weeks. There, I emotionally detached from my family and started calling those in the group my family. Eventually, I grew weary of fighting and being rebellious, and due to living in a house full of Christians and being forced to attend church and read the Bible, resisting was exhausting. I kind of had a, God, you win, attitude. I was tired of fighting. 
So I told everyone I became a Christian, even signed on for mission work after graduating. But after a seizure, I was sent home. So mom helped me get enrolled in a college in Texas, and I was gone again. Hello? Thank God you're okay. I saw the news. Yeah, it's crazy. There are still police everywhere. They said they weren't releasing victims' names yet. How close was that apartment they broke into? Just a couple blocks away. Oh my. I knew from the moment I saw it, it was your neighborhood. So, now's as good a time as any to tell you, I suppose. Tell me what? Well, after you're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars for a group home, three associate degrees, and now this out-of-state college first semester, I want to come back home. You do? Yes. This hasn't felt like home. Okay. You're just going to let me? Why not? Your father and I can start looking for an apartment for you this weekend. You will? We'll find something nice in a good neighborhood where your neighbors aren't getting shot. Oh, Mom. Thank you. What I hadn't told them, however, was that I struggled with pornography. And also moving back would reunite me with my no good boyfriend. And that I was increasingly acting and behaving more masculine. Visions of grandeur, of pushing my weight around, being respected and holding power, fed my new masculine alter ego. And my deepest desire, I desperately wanted to be a man. Listening friend, if you, like Laura in our story, are in a constant state of feeling lost and dissatisfied, there's only one way you can be truly satisfied, and that is by coming into relationship with the one true Savior, Jesus Christ. And if you've never put your faith in Christ, why not do so now? No matter where your life has taken you, when you repent of your sins, and trust in Christ as Lord of your life, you can be set free. Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10 promise that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. If you need help in this crucial decision, we encourage you to get in touch with us here at Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607, or call 1-888-NEED-HIM. Now, we love hearing from our listeners here on the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, so send us your questions and we'll answer them here. It can be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org or call and leave us a message at 312-281-1264. We'd love to hear from you. Now, before we get to our sweepstakes drawing info, I just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can even share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast and don't forget to check out our other podcasts on this same platform, Unshackled Daily Devotionals and Unshackled in Person. We appreciate your input and involvement in our ministry. And again, 
please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. All right, here's the prize for our new upcoming sweepstakes contest. It's another beautiful wooden scripture plaque of Psalm 5110 that says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Folks, this is gorgeous, especially if you're looking for well, daily inspiration from Scripture. You will love this authentic and very unique wooden plaque. The plaque has been sawn from a tree branch or log and well, cut in such a way to retain as much of the bark around the perimeter as possible. This one actually looks like it was cut from birch as it has that really unique bark exterior. Uh, this plaque has been handcrafted around the natural character and beauty of the wood that God created. If you'd like to peek at this scripture plaque, just visit our podcast website, unshackledpodcast.org, and stop by the audio drama page. Unfortunately, we are only able to mail this plaque to locations within the United States, so our drawing is limited to U.S. addresses. But if you reside in the U.S., all you have to do to enter our sweepstakes drawing is call 312-281-1264 or email podcast at unshackled.org and give us your name, phone number, and email. The winner of the sweepstakes for this beautiful scripture plaque will be announced March 21st. But the deadline, folks, the deadline for entry is March 5th. And we look forward to hearing from you. And next time. So you were late to his hotel? 45 minutes late. Tanya, I'm driving there, realizing I wrote the guy's phone number down wrong and couldn't get a hold of him. Was he still there? Nope. Maybe you'll have better luck tonight. While the thrill of casual encounters wore off, Laura Perry decided she could be the boyfriend she never had. I just feel like I could really treat a woman right, and then I'd have a good relationship to take part in. So you're gonna give up on men? While the newness of the LGBTQ community excited her, it also left her with an emptiness as she discovered there were deeper truths she still sought. I'm burned out with this whole community. I've noticed that too. It's not what we thought it would be. But she would go further down the wrong road and into the most dangerous waters. I have this bad feeling I'm not gonna wake up. Please don't let me die. Don't miss part two of the true story of Laura Perry on the next Unshackled. Well, that's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So, until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ. <laughs>